It's what God does to my heart during, during that time. But also, sometimes it's about the battle to get to, to the place to be able to deliver the word. And last night we were experiencing some spiritual warfare throughout the night, especially my wife. And I, I, I sense in the building today this, this, this great opportunity, this great moment for us. And not because I have something to say, but because the God who loves you so desperately has something to reveal about his nature, about his character, about his ability to woo you to himself. And that's the precious thing about today. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you that you are with us, God with us, Emmanuel. That you have purposed in your heart to be with us. That you desire to be with us. That you long to be with us. And that you're happy to be with us. So, Father, we open our hearts to you and say, Father God, please speak to those areas. We need to hear your voice. Where we desperately need to hear you. We long to hear you say our name this morning. We long to speak your name. So, Father, as we go forward today, let everything that's said and done be to your glory and honor. So I ask, Father, please empty me of me. Please. Instead, fill me with you. We need to hear you. And so I ask for that great gift for all of us today. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. The meaning of names is very important to me. I, I love to study names. Uh, I've been studying the names of God for, for, for years. It, it, it's, it's, it, it does something for me. And the study of our own names is very important too. I, I, I do a study of my name often just to see if it changes for some reason. To see if the meaning of my name changes. So I'd, I'd like to read you. And can you, can you make me less, less, less hot? I, I know it's hard. But... The, but I feel like I'm ringing. So, um, my name, the name Jay is very unique in, in, in the world. It means a lot of different things in different languages. The name Cookingham has evoked laughter throughout the centuries, I'm pretty sure. Because in, in my life, I've been asked how to spell Cookingham more times than I care to. And when I do tell people it's spelled just like it sounds... They burst in laughter. They can't believe that my name is actually Cooking Ham. My kids have experienced this. And it's been really kind of humorous. But the name Jay is very, uh, very unique in the world. You know, the name in German means swift. Swift. I'm hoping it's mentally because it's no longer true physically. In Sanskrit, Jay means victorious. I like that. That's pretty cool. However, I get taken down a notch by the English definition of J from our fans and friends across the pond. Uh, J can be used as a nickname for someone who talks a lot. <laughs> for someone who talks a lot. Uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Now, my middle name, Irving, maybe you never knew that my middle name was Irving. And that, that there's a reason for that. I usually don't tell people that, but actually it's a pretty cool name. Irving means in the Gaelic. It means handsome. He's handsome. Shut up, Michael. But it also means in English, which is where it kind of redeems itself from my friends across the country, it also means friend. It means friend. 
So and names are the meaning of names are very important. Name our name is used everywhere. It's on birth certificates. It's on listed in phone books. It's unfortunately on bills. You know, someone is using our name to get our attention, to get us to turn around and notice the person who's calling our name or trying to use our name to get our attention. There are surnames. There are maiden names. There are nicknames in society. There are name droppers. There are the big name people. Names are important. They're huge. And to Father God, they're huge too. Throughout Scripture, God has inspired people to write names for Himself. He has inspired in our hearts these names that He uses to, to, and to reveal His character to us. To reveal His nature to us. To get us to see a, a clearer picture of how great this God is to us. So there are many names for God throughout the Scriptures. We, we sang about some of them today. But there are, there are names in the Old Testament that are, that are beautifully descriptive of our Father. And I want us to go back to Psalm 23 today. As we conclude our series on the Psalms, I thought it would be best to go to probably to everyone's favorite psalm, certainly my favorite psalm, probably the most recognized psalm in the world, Psalm 23. Now, in Psalm 23, it only uses one name of God, and it uses one name of God twice, as a matter of fact. And the name that is translated the Lord, in this case, is Jehovah. Now, the Lord is, uh, can be translated two ways throughout the Old Testament, either Yahweh or Jehovah. In this case, it's used Jehovah. And basically, Jehovah means eternal one. Eternal one. And it's important to keep that in mind as we read Psalm 23. By the way, I, this is, what I'm about to do is not unique. People have done this before. This is not my invention. But I have my twist on it, of course. I have my little spin on it. And hopefully you'll recognize what that might be. <laughs> okay, verse number one. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Raha. Jehovah Raha. And that means the God that shepherds me. It's personal. The God who shepherds me. What did Jesus say in John 10, 11? I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And my sheep know my voice. That's a a personal, intimate relationship that God is talking about here. The Lord is my shepherd, Jehovah Raha. I have all that I need. Jehovah Jireh. The God who provides. The God who provides. Philippians 4.19. It says, my God will supply all your needs according to what? His riches and glory. Not just some of your needs. Not just... A few of your needs. All of your needs. Jehovah Jireh. The God who provides. He leads. He lets me rest in green meadows. And he leads me besides peaceful streams. Jehovah Shalom. The God who is our peace. In Mark 4.39. Jesus is asleep in the boat. And there's a storm happens. And his disciples are freaking out. They wake him up, and he says what to the, to the storm, to the waters? He says, peace, be still, peace, 
Be still. Those are peaceful waters that he, that he has control over. Those storms in our life, the things that threaten us to overswamp us. Jehovah Shalom is with us to speak peace to that situation, to those circumstances, and cause us to be still and know who He is. Again, He's drawing us to Himself, giving us a greater revelation by these names, telling us who He is and what He will be for us. He restores my soul. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. God, our healer. In Matthew 9, 12, he says that he has come because the sick need a physician. The people who are not well need a doctor. They need someone that's going to come and be able to speak healing to them. They need someone that's, that can restore them. Restore them to health, vitality, wholeness. This is Jehovah Rapha, God, our healer. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Jehovah Tzitzit knew. I'm not saying all these words right, but I'm going to post them online and you'll be able to get them for yourselves. But this means God, our righteousness. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, He who knew no sin became sin so that we could become righteous. The righteousness of God. Wow. Think about that for a moment. Think about that. We deserve none of that. Yet, He became sin. He took on sin from Himself. He died for us so that we could be called the righteousness of God. Look what God is calling us. What is God naming us? His righteous ones. Naming is very important to God. Look at what He's naming us. He's calling us righteous. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Jehovah Shammah. The God who is there. The God who is there. Right where you are. The God who is there. He's not over there. He's there. He's where you are, where you're walking, what you're walking through, what you're dealing with. God is there. Oh, man. The God of the universe, the God who created everything is there where you are. Not apart from you, not distant from you. He is there. And intimately desiring to be there with you. Not just there, not just next to you, but wanting to be with you, saying, hey, Let's go through this thing together. Let's deal with this. Let's overcome this. Praise God. Praise God. I'm reminded, what did Jesus promise? To never leave us or forsake us. And not to leave us as orphans. That's a God who's there. That's a God who's more than just present. He's there. He's with us. Involved. Engaged, empowering us to make it through the anything that we're dealing with in order to come to the other side being more like Him. God is there. Oh, and God is always there. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Jehovah Megan, the God, the shield. The God, the shield. 
What is the perfect shield against sin? The penalty of sin. The blood of Jesus. Talk about a shield. Talk about protection from the effects of sin. The decay, the corruption of sin. He is Jehovah Nagin. The God, the shield. The protector of who we are. Of our souls, of our spirits, of our very life. He is the shield. We're going to embrace these names. We get to know the revelation of his character through them. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Jehovah Nisi, our banner of victory. Jehovah Nisi, you prepare a table in the midst of my enemies. I immediately think of communion. I immediately think of communion. Communion, as we know, is the reminder of what Christ has done for us. And what a better banner to flash in front of the enemy's face and say, Oh no, (laughs) Jehovah Nisi is with me. (laughs) And I can sit down and I can sup with him and I can share life with him uh, in the midst of everything. Because he's Jehovah Nisi. Communion reminds us of that. And it also reminds the enemy. Of that. Hallelujah. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Boy, that sounds like a high priest to me, doesn't it? It sounds like a high priest who anoints his people. And that's Jehovah Mekkadish. God, our holiness. God, our holiness. By the Holy Spirit anoints us and causes us to be holy. Not because of stuff we do, but because who he's made us to be. We are his righteousness now. And so now we are holy. God, our holiness makes it so, makes it possible. Our high priest who has anointed us with the Holy Spirit. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jehovah Mazu-i. That's not in Klingon, I'm sorry, but that's really what it looks like. The, Lord, the God who is my fortress. The God is my fortress. We talked about a warrior needs a stronghold a couple weeks ago. What greater stronghold to be than to be in the house of the Lord forever? Someday, we're going to walk in a place that I call Graceland. Heaven. When there is no more pain, there is no more sorrow, there are no more tears, there is no more sickness, there is none of that. And there's no remembrance of what it felt like either. That's how complete the healing and the wholeness is in the, to be in the house of the Lord forever. What a stronghold, what a fortress to, to look for, long for. Jesus said, I, I, I go to prepare a place for you. And he talks about Graceland in that, in that manner. He talks about heaven in, in that manner, about a place that we can be. This is where we're totally free now. We're in his presence. We're totally free. But now, the Holy Spirit is preparing a place for Jesus continuously in our hearts. So here we have an opportunity today to reflect on all these names. Jehovah Masui'i.
the God who is my fortress. Jehovah Makadish, the God of our holiness. Jehovah Nisi, our banner of standard of victory. Jehovah Megan, the God, the shield. Jehovah Shammah, the God who is there. Jehovah Tesekidu, God, our righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, God, our healer. Jehovah Shalom, the God who is our peace. Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Jehovah Raha, the God that shepherds me. And that is a great place to be, to have God shepherding our hearts. Preparing our hearts to have more of Him. See, when we, just, when we, when we can reflect on His name, we can reflect on His character because they reveal aspects of His character. And then we can put these pieces together. And the reason that God does this is wonderful. Because He wants us to know Him. Think about that. This great God who created everything that there is who created you, that knows every atom of your being, wants you to know Him. Not know about Him. Know Him. He wants you to know that He's there. He wants you to know that He can bring peace to any situation. He wants you to know that He is the God that can heal you, the God that can provide for you, the God that wants to be a stronghold and a fortress for you to come to Him. This is the great love that Father God has for us. It's because He wants us to know Him. So when I tell you my name, I want you to know me. See, I'm I'm being personal. Hey, my name is Jace. I'm introducing myself to you. I'm, I'm extending an invitation for you to know me. God's no different. This is where we get it from. God extends this invitation all the time to get to know Him better and better and closer and closer and deeper and deeper and more intimate and more intimate. He's always available for that. So when we reflect on His name, when we reflect on His character, this is where we have this great invitation to know Him better. So what do we do with this invitation then? How do we approach this God? That has exposed his heart to us in so many different ways. I believe you already know. You just come to him. You just say, Father, I want to know you more. I don't really know you as God, my provider. I don't really know you as God, my shalom. I don't really know you in this, this, this wonderful character aspect that you just revealed to me. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't know what to do with it. And he just says, Come. Let me, let, let, me, let me explain it to you. Let me show you this. One of the most beautiful short stories that there are in the Gospels. You know, Jesus has, has already been baptized by John the Baptist. And he's just walking by. John the Baptist is still baptizing people. And John the Baptist sees Jesus walk by and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And he tells his disciples to follow Jesus. And a couple of these guys come up behind Jesus and they, they ask him a question. They say, uh, where are you staying? It's kind of an odd question to ask someone. Where are you staying? And what does Jesus say? Come, come see. It's always an invitation. God is always inviting himself into our lives, in us, into his life. What a marvelous invitation that we have. Presented every moment of our life.
every moment of our day. In every circumstance, we have a chance to be invited into the presence of God so that we can walk through those things. Jehovah, the eternal one, the one who is, is with you. <laughs> He's with me. So how I like to end this day, I want Mike to lead us in more worship. I'll be glad to pray with you afterwards if you need prayer for anything. After we worship, I'll, I'll just be up front. But I'd like Mike to come back and just lead us with some more worship. I think it's a great way to, to respond to this great invitation that we have from Father God. Amen? Amen.